This is episode 18 on May 24th, 2018. This is Lewis Goldwater with just another fucking episode of the podcast. Alright, what's going on here? Um, off the bat, if you haven't done it yet, needlessoutput.com. Subscribe to that shit and get yourself AUH2O. My latest album dropped in your inbox on June 16th, 2018, free of charge. I'm giving it out free to the people. Free, motherfucker. Ah, la la. And also, people who sign up are going to get a exclusive bonus album. Not going to be released anywhere except for the inboxes of people who sign up the same day, June 16th, 2018. Title has not even been released. No one knows anything about it except for the fact that if you sign up, you're going to get that shit in your inbox. So again, go to needlessoutput.com, subscribe to my website. I'm not going to spam you or anything. I'm just going to keep you up to date on what's going on and pretty much just give you free shit. That's all I'm here for. I'm just giving the people free shit all day. This isn't a fucking charity. But I'm giving away free, 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 free. shit, free shit all day. Anyways, uh, AUH2O, again, June 16th, 2018. Download that shit, sign up, get that shit in your inbox. All right. Um, with that being said, too, also Needless Output, it's got all my old music on there. Although, honestly, all my old shit doesn't hold a flame to this new shit. But I've been saying that for fucking every time I do anything new. So anyways, I got some old projects on there. Uh, I've got some modern art, you know, it's about that season. People are getting new apartments and whatnot, you know, end of their lease, getting a new fresh apartment. Everyone's got a fucking job now. Everyone's got that money, getting their nice place. So what do you need in a new place, right? You need decorations. Go on my website, get some fucking original or non-original AUH2O promotional mer- merchandise. There's only so much of it out there. Get yourself a phone case. Hell, get yourself a throw pillow. What makes a nice, stupid couch look good? An AUH2O custom throw pillow. Go to needlessoutput.com and order that shit. Uh, also, there's good links to the project and just a bunch of other content on there, too. Um, 
If, uh, if any of you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's at, uh, at AUH20, simple as that. And Lewis Goldwater on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, do it. Do it. All right, so let's uh, get my little self-promotion out of the way. Um, on a side note, um, I want to say thank you to um, a couple. Oh shit, uh, a couple places in Southside, real quick. Um, so leading up to the launch of this album in a couple weeks here, um, I actually made 60 pieces of original artwork that I've been distributing around the city uh, to some of my favorite places. Um, and so far, you know, I've only really um, been out there a couple days uh, distributing the work, but uh, there's more to come. But I do want to make special shout-outs to Zeds on the south side. Um, they've been open for like a month or two now. If you haven't been there, you live in Pittsburgh, you got to go down to Carson Street. I think it's on 19th, maybe like 1933. Go stop into Zeds. This dude, Zed that owns the place, is a fucking great guy. You've got all kinds of sweet vintage clothing in there. Um, all kinds of old, like, Tommy, uh, fucking Nautica, Nike, Polo, and then on top of that, like, starter jackets. And honestly, I've never seen such a good collection in one store. The store's dope. Check it out. Um, he also does haircuts and just a bunch of weird shit in there, which is awesome. I love it. So go check out Zed's on the south side on Carson Street. Um, also shout out to two of my favorite coffee shops, uh, Delaney's, uh, owned by the Amped Group, uh, great, great coffee shop, and, uh, also the Beehive, uh, you go in there, there's all kinds of, like, psychedelic artwork and shit, so, um, A, go into both those coffee shops for bomb-ass coffee, B, go in there, check it out, I got some, like, promotional art in there, um, anyways, yeah, so I definitely, I definitely wanted to take a minute there to, uh, shout out those couple places uh honestly i you know love being on the south side because of places like this because of the cool shops and atmosphere and bars and restaurants and coffee shops and whatnot it's just a great atmosphere i'm blessed to be down here uh, mingling among all of the fucking energy that's down here so anyways one more time for them um so that's that's kind of it. That's um you know I wanted to do a little promotional stuff at the beginning. Um, all right, moving on, moving on. Uh, so I have been chilling. I got a fat fucking mustache right now. Um, and as many of you know me know, I'm known to rock the mustache here and there. You know what I mean? I I every so often you know so. I shave my face here and there. Now I like to grow out the beard a little bit, get a little scruffy. But then, I, for some reason, I can never shave my whole beard in one day. Like I have to like transition from full beard to a mustache and sideburns for at least a couple days. And I've been doing this shit since I could grow facial hair. Probably like 17, 18. As soon as I could grow facial hair, I started, you know, grow out the beard a little bit. And then when I'm ready to shave the beard, I got to do the mustache for a day or two. It's just fucking funny. And I love it. Uh, people always say, hey man, you look like a 70s porn star. That's what I'm going for. Man, I am. Um, anyways, so I've been doing this shit since I was like, since I could grow facial hair. And anyways, so I've, as many of you also know too, I fuck around like with, uh, whenever they're shooting movies and TV shows and shit in Pittsburgh, you know, I like to, uh, get involved and, you know, do some scenes or whatever. Um, anyways, so... 
uh, they're shooting Mind Hunter in uh, in Pittsburgh right now at the moment, and uh, they got like they sent out a casting call like, hey, we're looking for people that like look like they're from the '70s, and you know, just don't be afraid to wear mustaches and sideburns. And I was like, bro, I'm made for this. I've been doing this since I was 18. Like, I don't even need to like pretend for this role i'm like so i went in and did casting call whatever and um they ended up casting me as a police officer and it was just it was uh it was funny so like i said i love doing shit like that and um it was actually funny the last uh type of on film shit that i did well actually two times ago i was playing uh in the show for castle rock which is uh coming out on hulu pretty soon but i played a prisoner so it was like this time I was playing a police officer. It felt weird being on the side of the law. But um, but anyways, no, so it was a great experience. I've been doing that uh, the last couple days. And um, so funny. So I had to get up uh, at like 6 a.m. to be on set, right? And I had to be there at 6.30. And um, so I get there and show up in this like auditorium i'm like rubbing the crusties out of my eyes man i haven't been up since 6 30 in like a couple months rubbing the crusties out of my eyes i'm fucking waking up um and i'm like i'm a couple minutes late too as as always i run on my own goddamn time frame i need to i i need someone to keep track of time for me so i get there like 6 35 they're like all right yeah we gotta get going we gotta like be on set soon so i'm like rubbing the crusties out of my eyes i'm like you know, barely getting the coffee before we got to go on set. And um, so we drive over to the set, and it's really cool. It's actually just like an old Pittsburgh neighborhood. I mean, not even that old. It just looks like it's from the 70s. And they got all these uh, retro cars parked. I mean, it literally was like stepping into a wormhole back into like 1978. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like just these old like ranch houses. And they're not even old. I mean, they're just ranch houses that were like had a very 70s feel. And all these boat cars, like this old Cadillac Seville and these old Crown Vicks and whatnot. Anyways, so we get on set and they're like rushing around. They're like trying to shoot this scene like right away. I guess the lighting was perfect. And so basically as soon as we got there, they're like, all right guys, we need you in position, uh, get over here. And I'm like, again, I'm still waking up. It's probably like, you know, 6.50 or something. And uh, the the director, like, you know, extras director, he was like, He's like, hey, um, you know, it's like me and then two other guys. He's like, hey, any of you guys uh, happen to smoke? One of the characters is a smoker, and we're trying to see if we can get someone to smoke. And I was like, hell yeah, man, yeah, definitely. I'll, uh, you know, I'll smoke. I was actually kind of waiting for a moment to like try and sneak a cigarette in before we were getting on camera. So of course I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll smoke. I'll be a smoker for the scene, sure. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I smoke cigarettes here and there. But honestly, it's like maybe one or two every once in a while, you know, every couple weeks. I'm definitely not a heavy smoker by any means. But they're like, all right. So they start rushing over. The uh, props director comes over. She gives me this, uh, like, basically a full pack of Marlboro Golds and a flip lighter. And she's like, all right, if you need any more, just uh, let someone know and we'll make sure we get you plenty of them. Bada bing, bada boom. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, cool. I'm like, so anyways, they start shooting, right? And I'm, I'm smoking on this cigarette, whatever. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm getting paid to be on camera smoking cigarettes. I look like this badass cop from the 70s. Dude, this is life right here. I'm like, I can get used to this. And so, you know, we run the scene. I'm like looking good. I'm feeling good. Hands on my belt. I'm about ready to put the long dick of the law in uh, one of these serial killers' ass or something. But, um... 
for those of you who haven't seen it, Mindhunter is about serial killers, and we were cops. Anyways, so, um, yeah, feeling good. It's awesome. Smoking a cigarette. I'm like, I can't believe they're paying me for this shit. Hell yeah. And um, anyway, so it goes a couple times, and uh, they do a couple takes. All right, reset, shoot, reset, shoot, reset. Dude, we're there an hour later, and we're still shooting this shit. It's like... <laughs> we probably did 45 to 50 takes on this one scene. I'm not bullshitting you either. I mean, literally 45, 50 takes on this one scene. And I'm thinking, God damn, what have I gotten myself into? I look on the ground. There's like 22 cigarette butts. Because they needed you to smoke every scene. It's not like you could smoke for a couple scenes and not other scenes. So I literally sat there for like 45, 50 takes and just housed like an entire pack of cigarettes. I was like, after the, after like the third cigarette, I like was hardly putting it in my mouth. I was like just blowing it out my nose and shit. <laughs> but long story short is think twice before you volunteer to be a smoker in something because they're going to, they're going to have you smoke for every, every take they do. <laughs> so anyways, like I said, long story short, good day. Um, I like being on set for like the first couple hours, but dude, those are those are long days. I give a lot of credit to people that work on TV and movies on a daily basis, and there's a shit ton of people behind the scenes that make that happen too. So it's always a healthy reminder of like the amount of effort that it takes to get the programming and entertainment you guys love. So, anyways, um, so that's what the fuck I've been up to. Just getting lung cancer on the set of Mindhunter, being a cop. Uh, still got the mustache today, but I'm, I'm heavily thinking about shaving it. It's getting a little itchy. Uh, anyways, so uh, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Let's uh, let's get back into the fucking Storecast setup, you know? Let's move on to the word, word, word of the of day. The day. All right, yeah, word of the day, baby. Back to uh, the old Storecast layout. Doing the word of the day here. Um, okay, word of the day today is cajole. And I like the word cajole here. It's a word that I do not use enough, but definitely has some practical uses. Anyways, cajole basically means to persuade with flattery in the face of reluctance. So it can also mean to deceive with soothing words or false promises. Uh, so basically that's like, you know, just picture like kind of a sleazy salesman, like trying to butter you up, like, oh, you're going to look great in this Tiffany necklace, you know, like, oh, no one's going to have this. Like, you're going to be the best looking person in town, this, that, and the next thing for something you don't necessarily need. You know, like, you don't need a Tiffany necklace. I don't even know if Tiffany sells necklaces. That was kind of a generalization. I've never been to Tiffany. I don't know what the fuck they sell there. But anyways, just, like, something you don't need, but, like, someone's trying to, like, persuade you that, like, you'd look good in it or whatever. They're conjoling you. You're getting conjoled. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, let's use an example here. I hope that I'm doing a good job conjoling all of the people that I'm meeting over the next couple weeks to download my album, AUH2O. <laughs> uh, I mean, with that being said, uh, 
I guess that's kind of what I'm doing. I hope that I'm doing a successful job of conjoling people to download an album that they don't necessarily need. They probably don't need AUH2O, but just allow me to conjole you to sign up for my pyramid scheme on needlessoutput.com and download that shit. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, word of the day, conjole. That's it. Moving on to birthdays. All right, birthdays today. Bunch of good birthdays. This is going to segue into another section too. So uh, happy birthday to Bay Area rapper G-Eazy. Turns 29 today. So happy birthday, G-Eazy. Uh, folk singer-songwriter Bob Dylan uh, turned 77 today. Uh, let's see here. Um, famous actor slash stoner comedian uh, Tommy Chong has a birthday today. I'm, I didn't fucking write down how old he is. So let me take a second here. Let me interrupt the broadcast to find out how old this guy was. Nice, Luke. Nice. Good job. Don't, don't write it down. Also, uh, actor um, John C. Riley, one of my favorite actors, has a birthday today. But I didn't write down how old he was. All right, hold on. Let's see here. So Tommy Chong turns 80 today. Man, good for him. That weed's not killing him. I'll tell you that. The weed is not killing him. And John C. Riley is 53 today, um, which is cool. I love John C. Riley. He's in, like one of the main guys in Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. Um, he's also Stephen Brule from Brule's Rules with Dr. Stephen Brule on uh, Adult Swim. What is that? On Tim and Eric. Just a funny motherfucker. Um, so g Easy, Bob Dylan, Tommy Chong, John C. Riley. Happy birthday. One more birthday, though, before we leave this section, and that's Ryan Upchurch from Upchurch the Redneck. How old is this motherfucker? How old are you, Ryan Upchurch? Is 27 today. Anyways, okay. So I'm going to segue into another thing here. So Ryan Upchurch the Redneck. I had never heard of him before until last year or a little over a year ago now. But um, so he's uh, like a country artist, but he has this genre that he's kind of like made up. It's called hip hop. Basically, it's like country hip hop music. And I guess he's a pretty big deal, whatever. So on St. Patrick's Day weekend of 2017 so it would have been last year ryan upchurch came to pittsburgh to play at diesel right and so i uh, i try and keep in touch with some of the promoters in pittsburgh and like whenever acts come to pittsburgh i try and be on a short list of people that like they call up like hey so and so is coming to town do you want to open for them and then they give me tickets, I distribute tickets, they get a percentage, I get a percentage. It's just kind of a, a cool way to get some exposure in front of some uh, some people, like people outside of my demographic, whatever. So I got the call for whatever reason to open for this dude up church the redneck. And um, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, why not? Um, so they, I, I collect the tickets. I mean, I probably did this in like February. So they gave me a stack of tickets, and we're basically like, all right, so we can, this, that, and the next thing. So the promoters call me back like a week later, and they're like, 
Hey, Upchurch sold out the entire show. So if you have any extra tickets, just, uh, you know, if you could like refund them back to us and uh, like, you know, we'll pay you for it, whatever, whatever. And I was like, damn, this guy must be a big deal. He sold out Diesel in like a couple minutes. I mean, not a couple minutes, but like a couple days. And like Diesel's not huge, but I mean, it's like several hundred. I mean, I think they said at capacity, they get 700 people in there. So I'm like, damn, this guy's a big deal. And I'm like starting to get a little nervous too. Like the gravity of the situation is setting in a little bit. Like, dude, this is like a real opportunity, man. Like I'm getting excited, whatever. And um, so, all right, so the day of the show comes up and I'm like, I'm amped. I'm like, this is the biggest crowd I've performed in front of so far. I mean, it's like six, 700 people. It's packed to the gills. And so we show up, right? We show up and there's a line around the corner just with all these country motherfuckers. Like I'm talking like camo jackets. I'm talking fucking Confederate flag ho hoodies and stuff. I mean, these guys were diehard, like from the sticks, country people. And anyways, yeah. So I opened for Upchurch and <laughs> I won't lie to you. It was, a, it was a humiliating experience, man. Those country people are rough. And this was only like maybe my fifth or sixth show at the time. And honestly, I was just like winging it. I was like, I've never done a show this big. I didn't even like have an official DJ. I had my buddy up there running the boards. And I was just like, all right, man, let's, uh, let's get into it. And they hated my performance it was hilarious man i was up there i'll tell you what i really uh did what i could to made it make it entertaining and um i but i think what my problem is is that i started feuding with the crowd i was getting like some heckles and stuff and instead of like rubbing it off i was just so nervous i was like i started like directing it back at them i was like you know i started like chirping the crowd and whatnot and anyways this that and the next thing a lot of people were digging it a lot of people weren't and it was just like there was just this rumbling in the crowd by the end of it i like i ripped my ended up ripping my shirt off throwing the mic into the crowd it was a it was a mess but regardless very fun <laughs> i guess you could say a humbling experience but uh, at the end of the day man it's like that's the shit that i'll never I, that's the shit that i never forget you know like opening in front of you know several hundred people um, and a crowd that's really not my demographic. I mean, I kind of do like some like alternative hip hop fusion shit, which is why I think they thought like, Hey, it's like different kind of hip hop. Same with Upchurch. It might fit in. I don't think that was my crowd, but to be honest, it was a, it was a great experience and one I wouldn't trade for the world. But, um, anyway, so it's that dude's birthday today, Ryan Upchurch and, uh honestly his shit was his tour bus was late and i think that's part of the reason why i was having such a hard time like i was basically stalling the crowd and they were all they all came to see this dude so i saw him for a couple minutes on the way in and then uh that's that but anyways happy birthday to that guy uh gave me a pretty unique opportunity very early on and i guess you would call my career um so anyways happy 27th uh Jeezy, Bob Dylan, Ryan Upchurch, Tommy Chung, John C. Riley. Uh happy birthday on this May 24th, guys. Uh let's see here. Moving on to today in history. Alright, uh just one major story today in history that I selected. You know, it's, it's funny, like some days in history there's like 
a whole plethora of things. It's like I got to like pick the top three best things of a day. And then there's days like today where it's like, you know, there was like hardly anything I found worth talking about uh, except for this. So um, 1883, uh, the Brooklyn Bridge opens up. And initially, I was like, eh, I mean, I don't even live in New York. I mean, I I, I get it, New York, whatever, blah, 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 but okay. So I didn't even think much about it. All right, Brooklyn Bridge opens up, but it actually turns out to be kind of a cool story on how it, uh, how it worked out. And, of course, ties back into Pittsburgh a little bit. One time, I fucking love all things Pittsburgh, obviously. So, um, okay, so John Roebling uh, is born in Germany, and uh, he studies in industrial engineering as a young man in Germany. Uh, so Roebling ends up uh, migrating from Germany after he, uh, at the age of 25. He kind of moves into the Pittsburgh area, like western Pennsylvania, uh, at 25 to start a farm. And honestly, I think just realizes farming isn't for him. It doesn't really have to do with engineering, whatever. So he ends up moving to Harrisburg to pursue a more engineer type career um so he gets into a firm with harrisburg and ends up building some pretty uh important bridges like throughout the midwest um he built a bridge in niagara falls and also bridged the ohio river in cincinnati um so those were kind of two of his first big projects so when it came time to build the brooklyn bridge in 1883 um, he was one of the first people they called for it and, um, he took the job, you know, they heard that he did good work in Niagara Falls and Cincinnati. Anyways, so he takes the job for the Brooklyn bridge. It actually ends up being the first steel suspension bridge ever created, which I thought was cool. And then on top of that, it really, br it bridged the population in Brooklyn and the population in Manhattan at the time, which I guess there was pretty substantial populations in both sides. But the building of this bridge was like a keystone factor on creating the greater New York area that we know today. And I think that's true in this story and true in life, too. Just like making connections is so important on a physical standpoint and like in a general standpoint. Like, I don't know. I, in the focus of this story, uh, it's just cool to see how like... New York today, one of the biggest, most influential cities in the world. Like, obviously, what happened here in 1883, I mean, over 100 years ago, I mean, had an impact on the world that probably none of these guys realized back in the day. Just bridging, you know, a physical gap from Brooklyn to Manhattan, you know, made it so much easier for everyone to transport and get around. And I'm sure had countless impacts on the growth of New York City. Um but anyways, I, I think it's cool, too. Like, this dude started out in Pittsburgh. I mean, I know it's not directly influenced in Pittsburgh, but just the theme of, like, bridging gaps in Pittsburgh and whatnot, it just, they go hand in hand. Like, <laughs> of course, this guy built the first one-of-a-kind steel bridge in New York and started his life in Pittsburgh, the city of bridges, I'm telling you. It's crazy. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's cool. That's a, a cool story. So today... May 24th, 1883, uh, John Roebling um, opens the Brooklyn Bridge, which he uh, was very fundamental in helping create. So another dope story. 
Uh, anyways, we'll, uh, we'll keep the podcast around a half hour today. Um, appreciate everyone who's listening here. Um, again, check out needlessoutput.com. Um, all kinds of cool shit on there. Join my fucking Ponzi scam on uh, needlessoutput.com. Throw your email in there. I'm not going to... I won't spam you or anything. I'm just looking for folks to get a first taste of what I believe to be my best work yet. And it's not perfect. Nothing is. I'm not going for perfect. I'm going for better every time. So no matter what, this project is definitely a hell of a lot better than the last one, which was a hell of a lot better than the first one. So uh, I'm just really excited to share it with people. I'm excited for AUH2O, which honestly is a lot, you know, a little more mainstream and a little more personal, in my opinion. Um, But then also the super secret sauce that's going to get dropped into your inbox on the same day which only folks who subscribe will be able to hear for at least the first couple weeks so anyways uh keep it classy people of the world keep it classy pittsburgh um anyways i'm I'm fucking excited man everyone have a happy memorial day weekend if i don't talk to you before then uh i know personally i'm going camping i'm ready to get the fuck out of here for a couple days get a little uh taste of mother nature so camping excursion psyched for that i hope everyone else has a fun safe holiday and happy may 24th 2018 and i will talk to you guys very soon very soon all right